Last time on Cursebreaker. We found Dor in a refugee camp, and though he was pretty shaken, we think he's happy to be alive. We found an entrance into the mountains where Idris told us to look for Vixie the Red Dragon. This place is booby-trapped like the Dickens, and Snack is doing his best to lead us as true kobolds. Hopefully we're through the worst of it. We've suffered plenty, but we're seeing signs of life. It seems we found an old friend of Snack's. exact moment we left off on you were all moving through an area known as the dead flush full of uh smelly old cobalt bones other detritus and refuse um from snacks den tim tim is there poo poo there i mean yeah ew well so gross you made me say it you made me bring that into reality is there poo poo there is now until now it was schrodinger's poo poo (laughs) okay okay um, Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> we already got it in the first 10 seconds. You're all kind of huddled um, out of the water and the poo-poo um, near this plateau that rises high and dry out of the dead flush. Uh, leaning over this plateau, looking over the edge down at you, is another kobold. Um, this one has a almost shiny kind of grayish belly, uh, and it's got some broken teeth and picked off scales but it's staring down at you. And when it locks eyes with Snack, it just says, Small Snack. Holly's going to throw her dagger at its belly. Wow. Why? Because <laughs> she's trying to be a kobold. Okay, uh, make an attack. Um, Holly got a 12. Okay. Uh, this kobold just kind of like yoinks its face back from the edge really quick and says, You've made friends. Oh. Because she missed. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes. Um, hi, Greygut. Um, and Snack slithers behind uh, Uli. Who looks as menacing as a kobold as possible. A clawed hand reaches over the plateau and just kind of like shakes and does like, they like cross over each other like a no more kind of thing. You see Greygut very cautiously peer over the edge again and look down at you. Except it's looking right at Holly. It says... It says <laughs> Balak, we did not expect you to find your way back. We thought you were dead. Yes, um, I, uh... He kind of, like, looks, like, over, like, where Uli is, and he's, like, seeing double now. Holly and Snack look exactly the same (laughs) by Holly's intention. Oh. They were disguised to... Holly matched Snack as closely as possible. Greygut seems confused as to who's actually who here. Yes, I'm quite lucky. (laughs) Snack survived, um... He uh, kind of moves around on the plateau to get a better angle on you. He says, how? There are two of you, how? I would move in front of Snack. Yeah, okay. Holly's going to try to find a way up on the plateau. Uh, yeah, you see there's actually a, like, just, like, tattered piece of cloth um, that would probably support your weight. It seems that's how Grey Gut's been getting up and down. Okay, I'm going to climb up. Okay. Um, give me an athletics check to climb that. And are you trying to do it without being noticed? Yes. Give me stealth, then athletics. Stealth first? Yep. Ooh, good, 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 good. Sorry, take disadvantage on stealth. <laughs> You're, like, in conversation with this guy when this happens. Shoot. 
Six. <laughs> there it is. All right. And then give me an athletics on top of that. Okay. I got uh, an 18. Okay. So you actually are able to climb the cloth pretty rapidly. You feel it like tearing as you're climbing, but you're able to uh, like get your fingers up on the edge of the plateau. However, uh, Grey Gut noticed you the entire time and was just kind of waiting for you to get to the top. Um, he has your dagger that you threw up there and he is just kind of like pointing it like straight down at your fingers, like on the edge. And he says, Balak, how are you so big? Oh, I'm not Block. My name is Snatch. <laughs> and then Holly's going to sit back and her broom is going to catch her butt from the edge of the cliff. Okay. And she's going to zoom up on her broom around. Okay. Um, and she's going to cackle in the sky above the plateau. <laughs> okay. uh, does 21 hit you? I don't think you have to look that up. <laughs> yeah, it hits me. Okay. Uh, you are struck for one uh, piercing damage as... Uh, uh, Grey Gut throws the dagger back at you. The rest of you, um, Grey Gut, like, gets right up to the edge of the cliff, and he says, he says, What is this? You've come to destroy the rest of us? Is this vengeance? I think we should all leave. We shouldn't be here. It's not safe. Um, Grey Gut, I am glad you are well, and we will leave these caverns. <laughs> you clearly own them. There is no forward. This is the end snack. I'm all that's left. What? Not very scary. Snack, are we going to have to fight this guy? No, no, we, we can leave. We don't need to be here. Uh, there's probably another way. Snack, he's insulting you. You're going to take that? We don't need to fight. Uh, Uli, a little pebble like lands at your feet that uh, Greg got lazily lobbed off the plateau. And he says, Snack, where's Mommy? Where's mommy to protect you? Where's mommy to save you from the arena, Snack? All right, that's it. I pick up the rock and I whip it at him. Uh, okay, make an attack. I try to stop Uli. Okay, make an attack with disadvantage, Uli. 16. Uh, yeah, that smacks him. Snack, what are you doing? Let go. Uli, we, we, we can leave. We don't need to do this. I think we should go. There's probably another way to find the dragon. Are you snack. are you scared of this guy, Snack? Yeah, don't let this this imbecile torture small you. Snack, small snack, small snack runs away. I don't like this guy. Snack, who is him to you? You are much more powerful. I don't think we should be here. Mm-hmm. Grey Gut, can we can we depart? Leave this place. Snack, it seems you made some brave friends. Braver than you, small snack. He's the bravest of all of us. Uh, Grey Gut starts, like, descending that tattered cloth and comes down to where you guys are and, like, walks, like, into your group, like, right up to Snack. Can I see what's on the plateau now that I'm flying around? Yeah, uh, looking up there, there's actually, like, a framed, like, stone doorway. Uh, It looks like there's a small temple or shrine up there that he's been living in. And it just looks like him living there? Yeah, he's the only kobold up there. Also, I don't know if it was a perspective thing when you were up on that plateau, but Snack is a lot bigger now. He uh, looks up at you and he says, uh, he kind of like is on all fours and then rises to about your height, Bert, and he just says, cowards are cowards. And he looks at Snack and says, small Snack. And he like like whips out a claw to like antagonize you. Uh, I jump out of the way and... um, Hide behind Uli's more. He just cackles. 
and he starts like slapping a puddle and just like causing a big ruckus. And he says, "Small snack." Oh my god! Seriously, what's with this I guy? I do not like it. Tibio uh, waddles up and says, "You are very, very rude, um, gobbled. How, how dare you?" And I cast <clears throat> vicious mockery. He has to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's a natural 20. Oh, he's <laughs> so wisdomy. Damn, okay. He looks at you and he says, Rude, what is rude? And he goes, oh, that, that is rude. Very rude. And I kick the bones on the ground. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, he like picks up like a handful of sewer poo-poo and just like throws it in Snack's face. <laughs> um, Do I make a deck save? Or does he's it just behind ahead, me. Please, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uli, let's have you make a deck save, Uli. 19. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uli, <laughs> Uli moves, but then it hits Zach. <laughs> well, no. I think, Uli, you step right in front of it, and you just get, like, a line of, like, sewer poo, like, from he- like from your toes to your neck, just in an arc up your body. You shouldn't have done that. And then I, I'm just going to pop him in the face with, with an unarmed strike. Okay. Make an attack on him. Okay. I crit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nine. Okay. Punch. You punch this real kobold square between the eyes, and you just hear a wet slap as it lands in a pile of sewer poo and is out cold. I'm like shaking my hand. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Uli. I don't like people who are rude to my friends. Who was that snack? What is going on? Yeah. Right after that, I'm going to uh, misty step over to Grega. Okay. And I'm going to take out a dagger. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stab him. Oh, no! Snack, oh, no! <laughs> what are you doing? And I stab him again. Okay. Snack! <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you see Snack uh, regress just a little bit as there's a, like, the second he hits the ground, Snack kind of is on top of him. Can I try and pull him off? You can try. Yeah, let's do a contested grapple if you're going to fight it, Snack. Small Greg got so weak. Thirteen. Uh, you beat me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Snack, you get another couple of pierces in, and uh, you can all hear like a trickle of blood leaking off the dagger as Uli picks you up or Snack, drags you away. What the fuck? You don't. What would what would Idris think? Snack looks around and moves um, his bracers down, and you can see, uh, like along his uh, shoulder and arm, you can see like scars, and you kind of notice that there are like scales missing. He hurt you? Yes. Did he hurt your family? We should leave this place. I let go of the grapple. Okay. Um, Holly zooms up to the plateau again to grab her dagger and puts it in her pocket. Okay. Yeah, you've got that. Um, so, Greygut wasn't lying. This does look like a dead end. Your obvious exits here are the sort of shrine archway on top of the plateau. Also, farther up the dead flush, there is a giant dam, a blockage of bones and filth that are clogging this thing, uh, causing the water to just be a a small trickle instead of its usual current. Investigation. You want to investigate the shrine or the wall? I'll investigate the shrine since I'm up there grabbing my dagger. Okay. I got a 13 for investigation. Yeah, so it's a a fairly small room. Um, It looks like a little chapel. Uh, except everything in here is kind of like broken and also filthy. Um, you can see Grey Gut had been living here for a little while. There's like little pieces of food and like half-eaten bugs and stuff laying around. 
Um, there are four statues in little alcoves on the walls, um, but each of the statues has their head broken off. And there is, in the front of the room, there's a wall with an inscription on it, and there's a skeleton kneeling there, holding up one of its hands towards the inscription, but the hand is holding a loincloth, like, soiled <laughs> by a <gray laughs> Nice. Um, can I read the inscription? Yeah, um, I know Dorvish common, and that's it. Then no. I will read it. Can I, can I get up here? Hey, Bert, I see an inscription. You know how to read things. It's not Dorvish or common. I love an inscription. Get up here. Okay. Uh, Bert, can you read everything? Uh, Obviously. I can, I, uh, <laughs> I can read most things, and also I have tongues. If Tongues. I can read common, Dorvish, Elvish, Gnomish, Giant, Halfling, and Orc. Uh, yeah, so you can read this. Uh, this is written in Giant. Of all things. Of all things. <laughs> um, he just like reached down into the mountain with a crayon. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, this explains the, the purpose of this structure that you're in, this whole mountain thing that you've been adventuring through. Mm-hmm. This is a tomb for the person who designed it, uh, a trap maker and an architect mm-hmm. and a giant. <laughs> um, designed this place to be his final resting place. The inscription beneath says... If you expected congratulations, you've misinterpreted the purpose of this temple to suffering. Know that what lies ahead is designed to punish. If you seek to rob my grave, you'll be either worthy by divine right or lucky enough to be a friend of death itself. There's also, uh, among the context of the inscription, um, you gather that these statues are um, family members of the person who designed this place. Um, the heads were broken off recently, it looks like. Um, it mentions in the text of the inscription that the architect's younger brother is the only one worthy of visiting his tomb. He's the only one who knew how to keep a secret. Is it clear which of the statues is like who? Like the little brother and such without the head? Uh, give me an investigation. I'm going to make my way up there. Okay. <laughs> and start looking around and poking around the bones and the skeletons. Yeah, make you see Bert there. looking through the different statues up there. Um, can I investigate the skellies? Mm-hmm. I got an eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, Bert, without the heads on them, it's really hard to tell like what the like age range of each of these is supposed to be. Do I get any sort of advantage or anything? Uh, the skeleton specifically, I'll give you an advantage on. Okay. Let's see if that helps. Nope. Twelve. Okay. <laughs> You, you try to do that like memory read thing where you can see little ghostly visions of their recent past. Um, what you get is that this skeleton was an adventurer seeking treasure and glory here, made it about halfway through and was praying for some kind of uh, way out and thought that this was his answer. But it's more of a message of antagonism from the, the creator. Okay. I'm getting that these skeletons aren't all family members. No, these are yeah. people, gray robbers. Okay. Yeah. Um, Holly's going to message Telepathy, um, Uli, and Snack and be like, we're, we're checking things out up here, but why don't you guys look around the cavern a little more? What are we looking for? Any way forward, any way out, anything. Yeah, if I'm not getting anything in the shrine, I'm going to go up to the bone dam. Okay. Ugh. <laughs> uh, Bert's going to cast Locate Object to try to find some statue heads. Hmm. <laughs> nice. Okay. I guess I'll poke through rubble. Okay. Yeah, let's do it this way. Uh, Bert, you find two statue heads in that room. 
Uh, one of them was sort of located in the rectum of the skeleton. Um, <laughs> Why? It's a. Uh, it looks to be an old lady, and then you find another one that looks to be an old man. Uh, Uli digging through this bone dam. You're just trying to see like exactly how much effort it's going to take to clear this blockage. And as you're moving like filthy, disgusting bones and stuff out of the way, probably like using magic as much as possible to not touch this stuff. Um, but as you're clearing it, um, you see a round thing like roll down the bone dam and you see like a statuette head of a young man roll onto the floor. Found a head. Is it, is that a young dude? Yeah. Oh, this might be it. Oh, how do we get it up there? It's um, not that big. Okay. I will carry it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a fun natural one. Good throw. move, Uli. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Carrying it. <laughs> I'm super strong right now. I maxed out. You are uh, able to carry it up onto the plateau and match the break against the statues that are in that room, and you find what is obviously intended to be a younger-looking statue. So do all the statues have their heads now? Uh, one is missing a head, but you're pretty confident that you found the younger brother. Hmm. Snack? This might be the only one we need. What is it, Uli? Do you see any heads? Hmm. Snack was staring down at uh, Grey Gut most of this time. We are going to talk about that later, but I'm not mad at you. Can you help us find a head, <laughs> please? Mm, I will look for this head. A statue head. Yes. Yes. Not the heads of kobolds that you hate. All right. Investigate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got 21. Looking okay. for a statue head. Yeah, I think you find what used to be a statue head, but it's just like crumbled into very small pieces. This one looks like it was tossed around in that cathedral room a lot. I believe it is over here, Uli. Um, it is in pieces. Uh, do you think they played hot rocks with it? <laughs> yeah, potentially, yes, Uli. Hmm. I thought this guy might be the only one we need. He's the only one who's, according to... Wait, how did I learn that? That he's the only one who... that He's the only one that the architect even wanted to like visit his tomb. Was okay. his brother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you've identified which one is the younger brother, but you don't know what's special about it quite yet. We gathered the other heads. Do we put the other two on the statue? Uh, yeah. Also, I would have tried to gather as much of the other head as possible. Yeah, you've got like all the big pieces of it. There okay. might be some like little pebbles missing. but And if Tibbs can mend it. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to cast mending on the head pieces. Okay. You want to like actually mend them back to the statues? Yeah, yes, you, I will do that. You refuse all of the heads? Sure. You okay. refuse yeah. them. You refuse, I refuse. them. <laughs> I uh, shake my head to the heads. Yeah. No. No. Uh, they have been reassembled and look pristine. Uh, but again, no no big reveal, no real movement here. Uh, everyone, uh, I was thinking of maybe sitting and trying to detect if there is any magic about... Um, but it will take me some time uh, if you want to explore. Otherwise, if someone else can do it faster, that is an option. Talking here. Uh, I think 10 minutes. Oh, okay. While you guys are talking, Tibio's bone dog slips out and just starts walking around the room. Right. Snack kit takes out his uh, magic item dowsing rod. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm, I think I can look for something, Tibio. Uh, magic, you say? Yes, uh, if there's anything... Uh, in this room that is maybe hidden, or if there is a magical spot that we have not seen yet. Um, Snack, you go to turn on your dowsing rod, and it's out of batteries. 
Mm, no um, oh, dang. <laughs> you forgot to charge it. You turn it on and you feel like a really strong pull aiming straight towards Tibio. And it's like really hard to pull it off of him. And when you do, it sort of magnetizes in Uli's direction. Mm, everybody out. I cannot do this with you all here. You're all so magical. Holly zooms out. <laughs> Thanks, Mac. <laughs> Holly zooms out on her broom. And she's going to go try to look at the top of the dam on her broom and yeah. investigate up there. Well, there. But you can finish what yeah. Snack was doing. Okay. Um, with everyone out of the room, Snack, you have to really, really focus. And you get like the tiniest like signal coming from the young statue. Hmm. I approach it. Um, it seems to be pointing, pointing like kind of right at the statue's loins. Perfect. I'll poke it with a dowsing rod. The loins begin to grow. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no effect there. <laughs> snack, snack can figure this out. Um, Erecting a statue. <laughs> <laughs> That's Name means. of the episode. <laughs> so I'm going to take out my crowbar and I'm going to scratch, like try to see if there's like anything to get into. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you uh, you can scratch at it hard enough to cause little chips and scrapes in it, mm. um, but it doesn't seem like it's hollow or like it's concealing anything inside of it. Hmm. Would you like a description of the statue? Yes. Okay. Um, it is a cloaked uh, young man. Um, so it's like most of the statue is just like rippled, folded uh, cloak over his shoulders. You can see one hand is kind of out in front of his chest and almost like a regal sort of like salute or like mid-bow or something. But you can see his other hand is underneath his cloak behind his back. Hmm. Okay. I snack tries to crawl under his legs and look up <laughs> underneath the cloak. Yeah. Um, you're, you're pretty big these days, um, mm. but you're able to like stick your kind of like draconic neck underneath the cloak and like worm your way up there. Um, you see that he is holding a incredibly detailed, uh, carved stone pouch in his hand behind his back. Perfect. Snack can do this. Yes. Uh, I'm going to pull out my, uh, thieves tools and try to like remove this pouch. Okay. Yeah. It's like. A, a large part of the pouch is like connected to the rest of the statue. So like removing this entire pouch is kind of a feat Okay. without doing a lot of damage here. So if you wanted, you could snap off the whole thing, but that's the decision point you've come to. Yes. Snap off. Okay. Yeah. You stick the crowbar in there and just pry it until the whole pouch just pops off. And now you have the pouch. All right. I'm going to slither out from under his legs mm -hmm. and then come running up to the rest of the group. Okay. Here, I have discovered this magic item. Ooh, what's in the bag? I don't know. Did you did you break the statue that is made of stones, Nick? Yes. I don't think that there is anything in it. It's just stone, right? Shake it. Hmm. I shake it. Uh, you shake it, and you hear a little kind of metallic rattle on the inside. Um, oh. Looking in the top of the pouch, you can see like a glint of metal inside. The thing that's in there is too large to get out of the opening in the in the stone bag. Hmm. This is no problem. I set it on the ground and take out the crowbar, and I'm whack, 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 <laughs> whack, whack. <laughs> yeah, it only takes a strike or two to smash through the stone. And then uh, as you bring up your crowbar again, whatever was in there has disappeared. You can't see it anymore. The rest of you can see attached to Snack's crowbar is this small metallic disc that is just stuck to the crowbar. Oh, good job, Snack. Snack has not noticed, and he's looking around frantically yeah. <laughs> with his <laughs> arm raised. 
Oh, I, I see. Oh. Yes, I meant for this to happen. <laughs> uh, what is that? Um, this is my crowbar, and it is now imbued with um, something. May I, Snake? You don't have your own crowbar, Bert? I don't. Well, yes, of course. Uh, it's friends borrow. It's probably Cobalt 101, but... It's quite all right. You're new at this. Here you go. I uh, give him the crowbar. Birdcast identify on the disc. Okay. Um, this is a mundane metal that has been enchanted with a very mundane enchantment. Um, oh, this is hardly worth my time. <laughs> it has been magicked to be magnetic. Hmm. Well, this isn't normal magnets, which we all know how those work. <laughs> <laughs> this is magic. Do you want to pry it off of the crowbar? That seems a little ironic. It does, doesn't it? If only I had a second crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, while they're doing that, Holly's exploring the dam up top. Okay, yeah. Uh, the top of the dam is definitely thinner. Uh, you can see a slow trickle of water. Holly, you would assume that if you guys moved this, that there would be a considerable uh, flow coming down this tunnel of very gross water. Can I see anything in the like opening beyond, or is it too dark? Uh, give me investigation. Eleven. It's pretty dark up that tunnel, but you can see a very faint violet light farther up. All right. Holly zooms back down to crowbar. Crowbar Bert. <laughs> I'm going to try and take it off of the crowbar. Uh, yeah, we'll have you and Bert work together, and you're able to, to pull the quite powerful magnet off of the crowbar. I do have maxed out strength, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I don't think it's so difficult that we'd have to roll for it, but you're able to yank it off of there. All right, what do we do with this? Is there a lot of metal in this room? Not really. Are there any in the shrine? Are any of the walls, like, special looking, like, symbols or? Were there less detailed? <laughs> uh, yeah. No, not really. The inscription was the only detail in that room but even like knocking on that you can tell it's solid stone all right let's break this dam down <laughs> yeah how do you guys want to go about that you think that's where his grave is i mean that's the only other way has this pile of bones and detritus always been there let's clear that up snack yeah. you are very close to where your actual den is where you used to live you know that the dead flush the beginning of it starts in the arena and that's what you are close to right now. If you go farther up this tunnel, you'll find the arena and then your den where your actual home is. And that's that's kind of like the heart of your civilization here. Beyond the beyond the dam. Beyond the dam, yeah. This dam was not always here. Not that you spent any time in the dead flush, really, but this wasn't here before. Mm. If we go further, we will find more of the brood. Are we sure we need to head this way? It seems to be the only way. Yeah, sorry. Do you not want to see them? I am not sure. I was not prepared for this. Um, I was wondering if I can seem like something else. Uh, well, then they're going to think I'm you the whole time, so that probably wouldn't be good. Do you think I would be able to modify whatever or, seeming is on? I could change yeah, I you so. guys a little bit if you want. I mean, I can look slightly less like Snack. I'm making you pinker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you all hear a little bit of... Um, cacophony as Emery is beginning to scrape and pull at the bones to break down the dam a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to use necromancy to start pulling away chunks of bones. Yeah, okay. You're pulling away like enormous like spheres of bones at once. They're just like rippling away like Yeah, and like organizing on the walls. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're getting sorted by <laughs> body. <laughs> These yeah. are all tibias. <laughs> He's um, reconstructing them. Do you have a preference? Just not you? 
I will stay this way for now. Are you sure? Snack, you're like three-fourths of the way to Dragon. You're uh, far more impressive than you were when we first met you. Do you think so, Bert? Three-fourths of the way? That's, That's almost there. By my calculations. Well, just let me know. Thank you, Uli. That's what friends are for. Uh, I'm going to help pull on the bones. Yeah. Uh, Emery starts to uh, like back up and run away as the flood begins to pour out of the the dam breakage when Tibio pulls away another big chunk of bones. Um, he like skitters over in his kobold form up to the tattered cloth and holds onto it so as not to get his ankles wet. <laughs> oh, that's foul. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, but after the initial kind of like deluge and rush of water here, it uh, levels off to something manageable where you guys can mostly walk outside of the water. I leave a little um, bone path that's a little bit higher up so that yeah. we can walk on that without getting wet. Just actively building docks down there with bones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's next, Snack? What do we have up ahead? We are approaching the arena and... Um Beyond that, if memory serves, we should find some cobalt dwellings. The arena, huh? You guys find like a tangential offshoot from this natural cavern into another constructed tunnel that leads forward. Uh, Snack, you know that this is the way to the arena. Um, You also warn them that at the end of this tunnel that there is a pressure plate in the ground, and if you stand on it, it slams closed the iron portcullis that closes off the arena. Right. Um, there are a couple other traps that you are very well aware of in the arena uh, that we'll get to later on. You all begin moving down this long, dark tunnel of skillfully carved stone punctuated by chunky pillars along the walls. Um, who is leading this group right now? I will take point on this. Um, okay. Holly tucked her broom. She's walking now yeah. that we got out of the dam area, and she's back not flying and to hide her broom again. Okay. Um, I would also say... Like, can you give us a scale of the rooms we're in? Are they like, would you say giant sized or Uh, are they small caverns? They're actually really not. This place doesn't look like it was designed for a giant to be in. Um, This hall is probably eight foot tall ceiling. So not that far above Snack's head, really. Okay. Um, It's it's fairly cramped, I would say, the feeling of this place. It's a narrow hallway. Um, Snack, give me a perception check as you walk through this tunnel. Ten. Okay. Uh, you feel a sudden tingling and you hear a brief burst of static. Um, the rest of you can see this weak flash of purple light as Snack has stepped through a single spiderweb strand and when he touched it, it broke and Snack, you could feel your connection to magic cease for a flash when you stepped into it. You lost your connection to Genie. You felt sort of sick and mundane for a second and then it came racing back to you. Oh, that was a funny step. Um, these webs are new, I think. Oh, oh more, boy. More of those webs. Uh, what if I take point on this one? I, I suppose, Bert. Oh, yeah, you weren't affected, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I'm going to pull out brain gore to uh, <laughs> chop down any webs along your way. Okay. Emery, help him out. He uh, kind of looks forward nervously and he says, okay. He uh, takes out his longsword as well. And it's kind of like level with Bert, just sort of like lazily swinging it up and down as he moves forward. Can we get an indication of, are these webs newer and fresher than the ones we saw before? They are. Um, The few that you see in here, and there's just a couple strands, um, are 
glowing with a neon violet light uh, until they snap and then they turn into that sort of dead pale purple. Are there any um, like holes like off the main tunnel here that I can see? This looks like a, a solid construction tunnel. There's no ch- tangents or openings. Mm. Ahead seems to be the only way. You guys come upon that pressure plate. Yes. See, there are a few of these out and about, especially in the arena. So be careful when you step on it. It does this. And then Snack steps on it and you see these 12 iron bars with points on them just like rocket into the floor from the ceiling above and close the way. Ahead of us or behind us? Ahead of you. Okay. You uh, step off of the platform and the bars retract and open the way again. Hmm. Curious. How... um how far apart are the bars? Uh, close enough that a kobold would not be able to slip through them, as was often the case when Snack was young. You see, the kobolds would be forced through this tunnel in groups, and the group behind them would step on the plate to make sure the group in front of them couldn't backtrack. Mm. Mm. Rude. What's a scary way to live, Snack? Uh, I cannot imagine how it feels to be back here. Yes, we should keep moving. Um, did you hear anything back there? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Well, we better we better keep a move on. Watch out for these, though. I'm going to watch behind us a little bit. Okay. Yeah, you don't see any movement behind you. Holly's looking for any tunnels as we walk along, like a way to be stealthy mm-hmm. and not just front, full frontal approach. Like. <laughs> yeah. Um, Well, you're kind of like at the exit of this tunnel now, Holly, without having any uh, options for Mm. other movement. Um, However, there is just silence when you are looking out into this room. It is very bright with violet neon light coming down from the ceiling. You can see these strands of webs crisscrossing the room everywhere. It is rife with them. Does it feel very no magic? Uh, Yeah, it feels like even being in this room, you can feel this like dampening um, that, that promises to... Uh, weaken any of your attempts at magic here. Touching them yields that kind of static shock effect that makes you unable to cast it all. Can I try and do a little snap firebolt? Sure. Like right next to one? Yeah. Just to get a spark? Uh, just to like ignite it, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're able to uh, set one of the strands alight and it uh, it burns pretty readily. Okay, but doesn't spread? Uh, no, it's not very thick down where you guys are. It's okay. a lot thicker up higher. So we just have to make it through this place called the arena, and then we're at your home, Snack. Right, yes. Everybody good? Oh, boy. So you four just stay away from the webs, and maybe we'll walk through here and nothing will happen. All right. So you have all stepped into the arena. This is set up like a hexagonal amphitheater that you are now in the center of in the lowest point. Uh, Looking around, if you imagine a hexagon... Three of the sides are stairways leading up, and three of the sides are walls uh, that are high platforms. Um, Snack, you also know that there is a chain dangling from the center of this room about 15 feet up. If you pull down on that chain, it causes flames to uh, spill out from these pillars placed around the room. Um, You know that there are also, up on the platforms, there are pressure plates that if you step on one, it sends a giant column to squish the other two platforms. The webs are incredibly thick higher up until it just becomes a sort of luminous blur of neon purple light, but there is otherwise no action in here. I do not like this. These webs are new, I believe. 
Let's just keep moving and yes. we'll get to your home. Yeah, how do we get out of here? Snack looking forward, uh, kind of from where you guys came in. You can see that there's another iron portcullis, but something is on the pressure plate keeping it sealed down there. There's a lot of rubble in that tunnel. It looks like there was almost an intentional cave in. We need to get that uh, gate open over there. Oh, but it's blocked. Uh. How far across is it? Uh, across the arena? Mm-hmm. Like 30 feet. Oh, it's pretty small. Yeah. Okay. I will run uh, over to the other side, and then when I get to the other side, slow down. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I need you to make a, and forever, when anyone moves in this room, I need you to make a deck save to not collide with webs. Oof. Uh, 21. That succeeds. The cool. more webs we run into and destroy, the less webs there are, right? True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Snack, you're able to uh, kind of dodge above and underneath the webs that are in your way. Okay. Um, is the pressure plate inside the arena or is it on the outside? It is. It's like a mirror of what you came from. So the one you're looking at is a closed portcullis, and then the pressure plate is behind that being stuck down by rubble. Hmm. And it's... It's over 30 feet away. The pressure plate? Mm-hmm. It's only like 15 feet inside the inside the gate there. Okay. I'm going to get close enough to it so that I can misty step to the other side of the portcullis to get to that pressure plate. Okay. Uh, give me a dex check as you move. Fuck. Uh, that would be five. Okay. Uh, Tibio, you immediately step into a web and you can feel this uh, sort of like static burn in your mind, and you are disconnected from your magic. Your bones just kind of fall all around you immediately. Oh, no. And you tumble like ass over tea kettle into more webs, and you become completely wrapped and bound. These things are like sticking to you. Help, help, oh, somebody help. Oh, ah. oh Tib, oh, okay, I'll try to help. Bert, you uh, move towards Tibio and give me a dexterity check. <laughs> 19. Okay. Yeah, you managed to uh, dodge all of the webs on your way over to Tibio. When you get there, Tibio disappears before your eyes as he is pulled straight upwards. No. Whoa. Fuck. Tibio, Tibio, he went up there. Uh, The air becomes soft and quiet. You all notice a few lines of neon light begin to buzz and blur as you hear this plucked, distorted, high-pitched whine. This... The chaotic plucking and distortion swells into a storm of melodic noise. You hear a familiar echoing voice. Snack! I'm surprised you came back for an encore! Oh no. The trouble is... I'm not so much into collecting stories anymore. I'm more into ending them. Greygut, close the portcullis. Greygut. Greygut has been killed, stabbed by this here dagger. And I feel a need to stab you too. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, let me try that again. Um, Yes, yeah. Um, you, uh, you see a lot of the webs start to blur and distort. Lysander is so fast on these webs. Well, he goes right up to where Tibio disappeared and he says, I suppose I can start with a small appetizer. Don't you touch him. Roll initiative. Ooh. Oh. 16. 15. It's uh, 11. What'd you get, Tib? Uh, seven total. And Uli? Five. 
in his webs, uh, Lysander is incredibly quick and difficult to hit for all of the uh, blockages up there. Um, it will not be easy to strike Lysander while he is high in the webs. While you guys are in this uh, lower section, you're going to need to make deck saves every time that you move and every time that you make a deck save for another reason. Anytime you try to dodge something, there's a chance that you'll walk into the webs. Great. You can, at any point, use your action to clear all of the webs on you. Hmm. Do you still get a bonus action if you do that as your action? Yep. Okay. First up, we have Snack. Okay, so I ran into webs before entering the arena. Do yeah. I have any... Uh, do I notice any effects right now? No, you were able to clear that off, and as soon as you did, that static burn stopped. Well, um, I am going to uh, start off with a good old hex okay. on Lysander. Ability checks, I will say dexterity. Okay. And uh, then I'm going to use Eldritch Blast. Uh, we're starting off with a 14 to hit. Uh, that does not hit Lysander. Uh, sorry, you have disadvantage on this attack. Right. Oof. Okay, that one's going to miss too. And then third attack. Uh, 25? 25 hits. And the third one. Okay. So, 18. You, you hex Lysander, and he momentarily brings his attention to you. He was crawling towards Tibio, and you can see he has changed from what you have seen last time. His torso is about the size of a horse, but you can see these little spherical pustules all over his body. His arachnid limbs are twice as long as you'd expect them to be and they're like spined on the ends like they have sharp tips he also has these neon like centipede legs like the little tiny like phalanges that are growing off of his actual spider legs it almost makes him look like a centipede and a spider at the same time awesome okay why would you do this to me <laughs> <laughs> it's uh skittering across the webs at maximum velocity and stops right in front of tibio and like rears back its uh, spider legs to stab into him and then it catches your hex and then it looks down at you and you see these two uh eldritch blasts sort of fade out as they shoot towards him and then he just smirks down at you and the third one catches him right in the cheek and it like turns his head and he looks back down at you uh he starts to slowly descend taking his attention away from tibio Great. Uh, Bert. Oh, no, it's me. How high above us is Lysander? Uh, we'll say he's 60 feet up. Uh, I'll just do this. Should have done it earlier. But <laughs> I will cast Bless on. Bless this mess. Bless uh. on. <laughs> Bless this mess. Thomas, you have to say who. Uh... He's just like pointing. He's like, what are your names? You get a I know I've seen you guys. He, ca he cast Bless on Tim. <laughs> now he'll be on the five of us. And using my bonus action, I will blast my book up to protect Tibio. Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you all see the book like rocket like up through the webs, just kind of like snapping them as it goes. And then it gets right in front of Tibio. And it, Tibio, you just it just like opens its pages on you. And you just see like... Uh, it's talking about when you guys uh, had dinner with Uli's parents. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. <laughs> go, but go. Uh, next up is Holly. Oh, crap. I'm going to burn this shit down. Down. Um, I'm going to cast mm -hmm. Wall of Fire. Okay. I can create a wall of fire on a solid surface within range, which is 120 feet. So I was trying to think like, okay, maybe I can just do a straight wall across and try to cut a bunch, of, make a path sort of to the other side. Yeah. And then just try to, you know, if the webs all fall then to the side, we can kind of clear a middle path. Uh, and I believe you can do this in a ring too, which would be best for this case. Would it? 
people. Yeah, for, for, for volumes. Okay, yeah. I'll do a ring then instead. Can you make it a hexagon? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a spell shaper. Um, yeah, you create a uh, roaring ring of fire. Are you in the center of this or on the outside of no, it? No, I'm standing on the outside. Okay. So I didn't move from, I didn't move on purpose. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, They're a perfect song for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> a uh, scorching circle of flames. Uh, <laughs> and it's hot, hot, <laughs> hot. <laughs> Uh, starts up That's in the middle so of the room <laughs> and you see the flame or you see the webs uh, immediately kind of ignite and begin to melt and you can watch the flames kind of like trace up these webs. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets about halfway up this room in the center and then you see all of the webs like pulse with violet light and you can see Lysander like ho- wrapping his legs around the webs and like yanking on them and charging them with something and the fires die out before it reaches too high. Oh. Mm. oh sneaky, sneaky. The fires die. The middle center of this room is completely is. clear, but it doesn't go up very high. Okay. Anything else from Holly? Um, is it clear now to move? Yes, in that middle part. Okay. I think Holly's going to stay where she is for now mm-hmm. and just use the tunnel we are in as sort of like back away if needed for protection. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, Tib, it is your turn. All right. Um, I'm up in the webbing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use my action to remove that webbing. No. Ugh. Yuck. Oh, get off of me! And uh, scrapes all of the webs off. You are still touching the webs and cannot use magic. You are suspended by the webs. That's the only thing you've got to hold on to up here. Um, I'm going to scrape off the webs, grab the book, and jump. Okay, yeah. Uh, you all see Tibio like spiraling like on his way down. <laughs> and the book like is a parasail. <laughs> <laughs> the book is like collecting webs and shielding you from hitting them, um, and you kind of uh, loft to the floor and uh, land with a not-so-graceful thunk. Mm-hmm. Um, do I still have my bonus action? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going to cast Spirit Shroud Okay. at a fourth level. That leads us to Uli if Tibio is finished. Uli um, has a bonus action. I am mm-hmm. switching my patch mm-hmm. to the snack patch. Okay. Mm. I'm going to Firebolt Lysander. Okay. I don't think I've stepped into the arena yet. Okay, so you're just like in the doorway. Yeah, kind of? yeah. I would like to like aim up at him mm-hmm. through webs, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, you'll have disadvantage on this as he's still up in his webs. Okay. All right, natural one. Oof. Okay, yeah. Uh, the um, fireball just kind of like falls out of your hand and like lands on the floor, and you're just like stomping it out, kind of thing. Cool. Next up is Lysander. Lysander creeps across his webs, uh, goes kind of towards the middle of this place, and then goes a little high up. And you can see him reach out these arachnid legs, and he can almost span the entire room from edge to edge. And he just grabs, like, random points on each of the webs. And then you kind of hear this, like, distorted, like, as he starts to, like, strum on one of the strings up there. And then with all eight of his arachnid legs, he begins to pluck all of them, and it becomes this, like, cacophonous, distorted, somewhat melodic, but also haunting and nauseating uh, wave of noise. Um, Everyone is taking thunder damage straight up. Okay. Uh, That is 20 thunder damage to everyone in the room. What the fuck? You can just feel this whole place rumble as you get this ear-splitting headache that uh, almost causes you to fall into the webs. You then hear the room go completely silent. And Lysander says, who's ready for their solo? Next up is Emery. You hear this long kind of like, shh, 
as he takes out his long sword, like holds it above his head, still in kobold form. And you see uh, the kind of spirit jump out from him and wreath around his sword and the sword begins to glow a bright yellow. And Emery like does this big arc with it and this yellow slash of energy goes uh, sailing up towards Lysander, cutting webs uh, in its path. Cool. Uh, not a great attempt there. Uh, you see the arc just kind of start to tilt in an unexpected way as if caught by the wind and just diffuses into the webs. Uh, that brings us back to Snack. I tire of this webbing. Snack, as soon as you talk during yeah. Lysander's dread solo, there is an eruption from your mouth and you are exploded and you go sailing across the room. Give me a uh, constitution saving throw. That's going to be an eight... That is uh, 16 thunder damage through your resistance um, as this, like your words that you speak become extraordinarily loud and send you flying across the room mm-hmm. up against a wall. Uh, the, the noise kind of returns to this room after that. It seems the solo is over. Oh, well, that sucked. <laughs> um, I'm going to uh, use my brimstone cloak mm-hmm. to misty step up to the chain. Okay. And I'm going to pull on it. Okay. Uh, yeah, your body weight is sufficient to pull down the chain. I need everyone who is in the middle to make a dex save. 15. 21. Okay. Bert takes full damage. Uh, Tibio takes half damage. Rude. Yeah. I super dodged. <laughs> you did have a good dodge. Uh, that is 22 full fire damage and 11 half fire damage. Um, everyone watch out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, these... Ah. These pillars run floor to ceiling with these brassy pipes that have little slits in them. Snack, when you pull down on this chain, you hear something click, and then it starts to like pull the chain back up slowly. But in the interim, all of these vents start to open, and you see this blurry heat start to come out of it, and then they ignite with flames, and it just sears everything in the center of this room, much worse than that wall of fire did. Uh, Lysander is forced off to the side and has to make a deck save which he fails and takes 22 fire damage. Yes. Well, that went surprisingly well. <laughs> yeah, Snack, you're safe from your position on the chain. It's just a little toasty. All right. I'm just uh, swinging yep, on the chain. Okay. Smiling. <laughs> yeah, the uh, flames die out. You all see Lysander like, pull on his webs again to stop the burn from spreading. Um, you can tell he's, in game terms, he's using his reaction to do so. Um, Bert, it's your turn. Hmm. <coughs> coughing out ash and smoke. Is Lysander still up there? Uh, yeah, he is. He's just on the outer ring of the webs. I'm going to use healing word to top myself up. Okay. It's a bonus action, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, I get 10 HP back. Then I'm going to hit Lysander with a sacred flame. Okay. Calling down a divine flame. He has to make a dex check. Dex save. Wow. Um, uh, Lysander has incredible dexterity. Uh, that is a 15 I think that's a fail. Uh, yep, 16 is my DC. Okay, yeah, he rolled extremely poorly. Okay. Uh, 16 damage. Okay. Um, like, as you're casting Bert, he looks down at you and says, he's like, your flames aren't going to work. Nothing's going to work. You're all going to die here. And you cast up a sacred flame at him, and he just goes, it's not going to happen. <laughs> And he just like skitters away from them. You can tell that this is eating through him, this radiant damage. Damn. Do we all notice this? Yeah, he is He is afraid of that shit. Uh, he skitters away to a different side of the webs, leaving him with just one little corner left where he can hide up there. 
I'd have a satisfying quip, but I see what happened to Snack last time. <laughs> uh, that leaves us to Holly. Uli, I, I don't think our magic is going to be very good here, but those crushy pillars, I mean, what do you do with spiders? You crush them, right? Oh, yeah, stomp them. Um, so maybe we need to get him to get to one of those pillars while one of us does the button. I think it's a plan. Is Lysander near one of the pillars right now? Yeah, he is he is kind of like hovering above one of those pillar platform things. Okay. Um, Holly's going to cast Sunbeam. A beam of brilliant light flashes from your hand in a five-foot-wide, 60-foot-long line. Damn. Damn. You, you got to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, 15. So this would be against your spell save, 15, which he passed. Dang it. Oh, wait, he takes some damage, though, still, I think. On a successful save, it takes half as much damage and isn't blinded by the spell. Okay. He takes 10 radiant damage. Okay. And then the I was hoping to try to clear out some webbies while I cast that, too. Yeah, you see a lot of the webs begin to, like, smolder and weaken, so it's less of, like, they ignite, um, but you can see them kind of, like, almost like holding a magnifying glass to it. They slowly begin to break and detach and burn. Um, you see that radiant damage, uh, this sunlight pours over Lysander and you see him begin to scream again and skitters as if you had just uncovered a spider beneath a rock, but he like scrambles out of the way and goes lower onto the platform. You also see him like throw his hands around his torso, like to cover himself, um, almost like to cover his skin from the burns. When he gets down and closer to all of you, you can tell that these spherical pustules on his body are small eyeballs. Oh, oh, that is so gross. He is, oh. he is covered with eyes and has lost his goddamn mind, and the eyes are all shut tight away from the sunlight. Eyeballs, huh? Eyeballs. Eyeballs. Y'all. I, I feel bad for him. That's so gross. I don't. Tibio's turn. Okay. I am going to be across from him. Okay. So that he's facing me, I'm facing the pillar area, yeah. so I don't want him to try and get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Two can play at that game. And I whip out my lute and I give it a couple strums mm-hmm. and I go, mm-hmm, and I cast Dissonant Whispers okay. at a fifth level. Okay. Yeah. And he has to make a wisdom saving throw. 12. Fails. Okay. He takes 3d6 psychic damage plus another 4d6 for it being level five. Damn. <laughs> In addition, my spirit shroud ah, yeah. gives me 2d8 of the type I will choose radiant. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> Let's keep that separate then. So many dice. <laughs> okay. 20 psychic damage. Damn. So my, my hum scares the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And then my birds that are floating around my head start dive bombing him for eight radiant damage. Okay. So 16 on that. You know, spiders are more afraid of you than you are of them. That's true. So this is a perfect example. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see Lysander, uh, like, back up all the way until he's got, like, half of his legs are pressed up against the wall and sort of, like, curled in on himself. And then the other legs are, like, up toward his head, and he's trying to, like, cover his ears. And he's just, like, rapidly shaking back and forth and squirming and shouting. Um, you can tell that he is beyond bloodied and uh, scared shitless. Uh, next up is Uli. Can I see a platform from where I am? Yes. Dimension door to the platform. Okay. 
uh, yeah, you just kind of uh, appear on, you know, we'll say that Lysander is, you know, on the northeast platform and you just kind of appear on the northwest platform. You can see a couple times that his spider appendages come dangerously close to the pressure plate that would cause it to drop on you. Um, give me a dex check on your way up there to uh, see if you collide with any webs. Natural one. Ooh. Oof. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Me. Uli, you are... Uh, you get like right up to the pressure plate and you're right in front of it and you become tangled in webs and like you're just trying to like get a foot onto it to cause this thing to squish and you're just like leaning forward and leaning forward and you see on the other side, Lysander is like scrabbling and trying to back away from you and is like slamming down his little arachnid legs everywhere and you see it just barely miss the pressure plate like a bunch of times. And I'm like restrained. Yeah, you're, you're essentially like hanging, like leaning over the pressure plate, just waiting for your body weight to drop onto this thing. Is there anything? Can I rage? Yes. She's so angry. Yeah. (laughs) You use your rage. I mean, because this is a pretty frustrating situation to be in. Mm -hmm. You use your rage and you see whenever Lysander was putting out those flames, you could see him charge his webs and they would glow extra bright for a second and the flames would stop. You start glowing in the same way, charging the webs around you and they start to (sighs) smolder and then they burn and snap and you fall face forward, (laughs) taking three bludgeoning damage onto the pressure plate. Face first into the plate. Mm-hmm. Because I raged, I auto surge and get a spell. If I'm not restrained by magic damps anymore, uh, you're not anymore. Uh, however, as soon as but, you hit that yeah. pressure plate, uh, you all hear a big click that echoes throughout this place and a rush of air that you can all feel, no matter where you are in this room. And then your teeth hurt as soon as these things collide with the ground. It is so loud. Just one stone as these things hit the ground. They fall at the exact same pace, even though one of them has Lysander underneath it. It just doesn't care about him. (laughs) And he pops. Oh, gross. Every every piece of Lysander is on the outside of this pillar now, just in different directions. yuck. Uli, what do you do with your magic? Um, I'm going to surge first. Okay. (laughs) For the next minute, <laughs> any flammable object I touch that isn't being worn or carried by another creature bursts into flames. <laughs> what the? All right. Okay. Topical. Yeah. So I feel like I would just <laughs> run around. Run around. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And also firebolt. Okay. As I'm doing it, cause I don't know. I'm just getting rid of webs. Also, I can use flame breath as I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uli just turns into a volcano <laughs> <laughs> and uh, scorches down every last bit of web in this room. But before you're finished with your work, uh, Uli, Jeannie pops out, being a little less timid now that the webs have been cleared. And he just goes, wait, 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 wait. He uh, gets right in front of Uli and grabs the last bit of webs off the wall. And he says, I have an idea. And he uh, hovers over to Holly. And he kind of... <laughs> no, with the... Uh, just... Well, yeah. I don't know how to do it. You can... I don't I mean I can try. I, but I think he's going to love them. Just give it a shot. <sighs> um, he pulls away and uh, he looks at Holly and says, okay, ready? Get the weave thread. And Holly, Jeannie has asked you to wrap your weave thread and sort of braid it with this neon spider web. Mm-hmm. You kind of hold the webs and begin to wrap your weave thread around as Jeannie is like pulling away on the webs and also charging them with his own magic. When you're finished... He pulls away three golden threads and he moves over to Tibio and he says, do you want to restring your loot? I had an idea. Uh, sure, of course. And I pull out my loot. These webs have some pretty good, um, let's call it melody magic. Oh, that's amazing. 
This is some Kubo shit. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, helps you restring your lute. Uh, it now has three golden strings. Sick. Cute. This is basically like you get three strings to use and you choose how you want to use them here. You can spend one string to cast Daylight and Thunder Wave at the same time. You can use one string to cause a target to become wreathed in golden flame, changing all of their damage to radiant. Like an ally? Yeah. Sweet. Oh. Or you can use two strings to grant everyone within 10 feet advantage on their next attack. Wow. With three strings, you'll be able to do that once per day and then still have one other string left over. And something else, just an idea I had. Um, Holly, I've got this one. He uh, grabs a little like remaining piece of web and just kind of like pulls on it. He takes one of his thumbs and he like sticks it into Snack's scales. And then he starts walking around Snack in a circle. And you see the web change from violet and sort of magic dampening to a bright crimson red. Uh, snack. We're going to call these your crimson streaks. Uh, while flying, you move at four times flying speed. Fuck. What the fuck? What? <laughs> you just get racing stripes? Yeah. Damn. Oh my God. <laughs> do these actually make me faster, Genie? I feel, I feel faster. In this case, they do. Wow. Lysander was pretty quick, and, well, we squished him, so now you're pretty quick. Thank you, Genie. Thank you. I hated that bug. Hmm. Nice craftsmanship. And Holly's like checking out the streaks on the side of the scales. <laughs> <laughs> Just got a racing stripe. Snack, that's two of your enemies dead in one day. How do you feel? Uh, third time's the charm. <laughs> Let's keep this going. <laughs> no one else feels bad a little bit? No. For Lysander? Yeah. No, he was a shitty guy. <laughs> he said he didn't even want to hear one of my stories again. <laughs> Did you see all those eyeballs? Ugh. Um, looking up in here, uh, there's, of course, parts of this fight that you didn't see. Um, there are a lot of bodies in, among these webs. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of them have been like burned or dropped, but they're all just husks. Um, but there's you know, probably 30, 40 of them up in the webs. Emery, does any of this look familiar to you or to your spirit friend? He's uh, staring at the kind of squished guts of the drider, and he says, You mean the eyeballs? Uh, yes, I do mean the eyeballs. I, it just so- sounded very much like your story. I thought so, too. And this guy, he didn't have these last time I met him mm-hmm. in that other cave. Remember that? Yes, he has changed very much since that time. I wonder uh, who else that creature is doing this to. Maybe that is something that we need to go solve at some point. Blech. Blech. Too many spiders. Yeah. <laughs> he says, yeah, maybe. That uh, portcullis that was closed. Tibio, you briefly misty-stepped into there. Oh, Did I you? didn't make it that far. I got grabbed before oh, that's I right. could. Okay, yeah. okay. But I would like to misty-step there. Okay. Tibio misty-steps behind the portcullis, and you're able to clear rubble off of the uh, pressure plate uh, to open the gate forward. Um, it's a tight squeeze getting through there. It looks like there was an intentional cave-in or collapse to prevent uh, Lysander getting any further But once you push past there, you look forward into this large natural fissure that is strung with ropes and bridges running from one wall to the other. So it's this extremely narrow but extremely tall, like 100-foot tall chasm uh, that's maybe only 10 to 15 feet wide at any any given point. And there's a bunch of like ropes and rope bridges leaning from either side. And there's a bunch of tiny like pocket holes where things are living. 
parts of the room are like moving in time with the trap or the intervals at which this mountain moves. And so at different times you can see like water splashing into here through like an aqueduct at different times, you can see flames being released into the room and like sulfurous, like smoke and stuff. And then you hear, is that my block? I thought you died. Could have sworn you died. Mm. Snack hides behind Tibio. You see uh, a rather like old and like kind of powdery, scaly looking red kobold walk towards your group. Aren't you like three times bigger than Tibio? Yep. <laughs> He's uh, staring straight down at you. He bears a striking resemblance to Snack. How tall is this kobold? Um, He's about as tall as kobolds get. So about as tall as you, Tibio, maybe a little taller. As gnome form or skeleton form? Gnome form. Sorry. Okay, so he's looking up at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most of you, yeah. Okay. You thought I died? You disappeared. What was I supposed to expect? You want me to come looking for you? No. No. You're all hmm, friends? Hmm? Mm. These are my allies. <laughs> allies. Hmm. Oh, are you? I'm a cobalt. Snatch. <laughs> We're all regular kobolds. <laughs> you all call me Hardtail. Mm. Snack, why do they call you Block? Mm. My name is Snack. Yes. Once my name was Block. Block was small, weak. Knew he wasn't going to make it, so I'll call him Snack. <laughs> mm, snack. Snack. You are now my oldest son. Looks like he made it. An heir. <laughs> An heir. And he kind of like looks behind him. And this place is like pretty like ramshackled. It's clear that they're in much worse shape than they used to, Snack. There's maybe a fourth of the kobolds here. It says, I suppose you're going to want to meet um, the rest of your family. He uh, starts gesturing to other small kobolds in the room. This is Jakey. This is Kiki. This is Three-Key. He points to a few more and says, this is four, five, and seven. (laughs) And this is Martin. (laughs) Everyone, this is your oldest brother, Snack. Um, Balak. Well, there's more of you than there are Nisses. That's pretty impressive. Kiki, Three-Key, Four, Five, Seven, and Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, siblings. There's a smattering of... My name is Snack, and this is my other family. Yes! Um, hi! A few of them, like, lean in and kind of, like, sniff around you, and then they, like, shake their heads like they've smelled something bitter. Holly say, chomps her fangs. <laughs> <laughs> they look at you and they say, Bad smell, kobolds. Oh, speak for yourselves! <laughs> Search for smell. We had to go through a poop shoot to get here. <laughs> uh, snack, your father says, fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> How did you mm, elude um, the spider? Lysander has been squished. <laughs> yeah, squished. <laughs> that was Lysander? Yes. <laughs> it was indeed. Mm. He grew up, grew very big. Yes. Uh, something... A very icky happened to him. He was covered in eyes. 
He killed many of us. Many, many. Well, now we're your heroes, because we killed him. <laughs> no. Holly pushes one of the kobolds away with her foot, because he's like, the little brother is getting too close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Three Key, like, snaps back at you. <laughs> You've saved nothing. We are still slaves to the dragon. Maybe we kill him next, eh? <laughs> Small snack. Snack for a dragon. Have you seen him lately? Look at how dull he is. <laughs> I think that's an outdated nickname. Um, some of the, your younger siblings are now looking at you, Snack, and they are kind of marveling at your size. And they're just like looking up towards your, your father and they say, are we going to get that big as big as him? <laughs> <laughs> I love tiny baby. He looks down at them and he says, no, no, this is dark magics. He is a false. Not dark. Golden. Snack stands up straight. Uh, a lot of your siblings like go really quiet and take a couple steps back and kind of, oh, we know of this dragon. This is why I have returned. We must deliver justice. And uh, I'm going to use thaumaturgy um, and just make my voice like boom yeah. with the justice line and echo. You all see the bridges kind of shudder and uh, you see all of the flame vents in this room open up at the same time. You feel like this fissure might close in on you any second as the place rumbles with Snack's words. Why so few, father? Where are the rest of the kobolds? They, they serve him. Vixi. The whole room kind of like turns to look at you. You just have like cobalt eyes fixed on you from every angle. And a few of them are just like. <laughs> I'm going to cast Minor Illusion mm -hmm. and make the um, golden flight mark on Snack's head like glow. Mm. Your father, you hear him. What is this? I too have. Allegiance to a dragon. Pathetic. You think you're... You think you're special. You think you're mightier than your father. That is not important to me. Whether that be true. We have come here to deal with this dragon. What can you share? It sleeps much. Much more than dragons sleep every night. Are you getting this down, Bert? Munch is getting this down, yep. So, uh, <clears throat> Munch, Bert. Munch, yes. There is a path to the caldera. We can feel the warmth behind the door of markings, though we cannot open it. But that is where the dragon sleeps. You may go and die for all I care. <laughs> well, fuck you too, Dad. Uh, Snack takes a close look at all his siblings. Does he notice anything about them? Um, they're not like dragon marked or anything. They they seem they seem like they don't know much about the world. They seem like they've been brought up in poverty and strife. We'll say Martin, the youngest, walks up to you and says, "Are you a dragon?" Not yet, Martin. He said he points to your tail and just to your huge body, and he says, "But you are." Or a dragon? I believe that. I believe Munch said three fourths the way there. But that is the plan, Martin. 
genie is speaking to you from the lamp without making an appearance, but you can hear this rumbling uh, calling out from your lamp saying, maybe it is time. Hmm? What? Genie? Let's make it official. I, I promised you a long time ago that I'd turn you into a dragon. Snack, I can't do it quite yet, okay? I just need a little time. We're close. I promise. It'll happen in Vindorn. All we have to do is deal with this dragon and survive, and then I can be a... I'm afraid so. Hmm. It's all about timing, you see? And if I... Well, we need to stay like this for just a little longer. But I think we should look forward to it. Snack, I think you should choose your name. And I hope I'm not being too forward, but... Snack, I'd like to share my name with you. Would you take on my last name as part of your dragon title? Um, Is he proposing? I, uh... That depends entirely on what your name is. (laughs) (laughs) I once told you my name is Doji. Doji Calacious. I've always thought Snackalicious (laughs) has such a nice ring to it. Would you become Snackalicious for me? Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Hi, it's me, your genie. Thanks for listening to People Being Other People. If you want to help Master Snack and his servants, you could make my wish come true by following us on Instagram at pbop underscore podcast. That's P-B-O-P underscore podcast. Thank you very much.